0: listening to the Mystical City of God in a Year podcast. I'm Father Edward Looney, and throughout the year I'm reading and reflecting on the four volumes over 2,500 page work by the Venerable Maria of Agreda. If you would like to discuss today's reading, I invite you to head over to Facebook, and there you'll be able to interact with other listeners and followers and share your own insights and reflections about today's reading. Let us now thank God for the life of Venerable Maria of Agreda. Almighty God, you will that all people know the saving power of Jesus' name. Throughout time, you have sent missionaries to your people who proclaim the good news. We thank you for sending Sor Maria to the Humano people and planting the seeds of the gospel in their heart and in our land. She taught them the good news and prepared them for baptism. We look to her example and holy life and wish to be taught by her today. Sor Maria teaches how to pray and meditate, Teach us how to imitate the virtues of Our Lady. Teach us the mysteries of our faith. Almighty God, stir a flame in our hearts the same missionary fervor of Sora Maria, so we may be as emboldened as she was to proclaim the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, for ever and ever. Amen. Today is day number 191. We are reading from Volume 3, Book 5, Chapter 9, Paragraphs 96-105. to 105. Chapter 9. How the Most Holy Mary was instructed in the Articles of Faith, and what use she made of this knowledge. 96. The unshakable foundation of our justification, the beginning of all holiness in men, is the belief in the truths which have been revealed by God in His Holy Church. Like a most skillful architect, the Lord has built his church on a firm rock, in order that the storms and floods of her earthly course of existence might find her altogether immovable, Luke 6.48. Thus, wisely provided with a firm foundation in her articles of faith, the evangelical church is invincibly established as the only true one, the Roman Catholic Church. She is one in the unity of faith, hope, and charity, to be found only in her, one without the division or contradiction which reigns in the synagogues of Satan. The sects and heresies are full of darkness and errors, and are at war not only with each other and with right reason, but each one is at war with itself by maintaining contradictory and erroneous doctrines at the same or different times. Against all these our holy faith shall ever remain victorious and the portals of hell shall never prevail against it in the least of its points. Matthew 16.18 Though, according to the prophecy of the Master of Life, the powers of hell incessantly winnow and sift it like wheat, as has happened to St. Peter and his successors. 97. In order that our Queen and Lady, this wonderful ocean of grace and knowledge, might receive adequate information concerning the evangelical law, it was necessary that she come into possession also of all the truths of the Catholic faith, which would, in all times, be believed by the faithful. She must be especially well instructed in the first principles of all Christian belief, for all truths, down to the very dogmas which were to be defined and believed, concerning her own self, were within the capacity of Most Holy Mary, and could be entrusted to her admirable wisdom. Hence, as I shall describe afterwards, she was informed of all the tenets of the Catholic faith, together with the circumstances of time, place, and manner of their publication, as they became opportune and necessary in the course of the history of the Church. In order to instruct the Blessed Virgin especially in these articles, the Lord sent upon her an abstractive vision of the divinity, such as I have described on other occasions. In this vision were manifested to her most hidden mysteries of his inscrutable judgment and providence. She became aware of the infinite bounty whereby he established the blessing of infused faith and enabled man deprived of the vision of the divinity easily and quickly to come to the knowledge of God without hesitation, without waiting or searching for this knowledge by limited and short-sighted investigation of natural science. For from the first dawn of reason, our Catholic faith raises us immediately to this certain knowledge, not only of the divinity in three persons, but of the humanity of Christ our Lord, and of the means of gaining eternal life. All this is not attained by the fruitlessness and sterile human science, unless the mind is impregnated with the force and virtue of divine faith. 98. In this vision, then, our great Queen clearly perceived all these mysteries and all that is contained in them. She saw how the Holy Church propounded 14 special articles of Catholic belief from the very beginning and how she afterwards in diverse times defined many truths and dogmas which are contained in them and in the holy scriptures, as in roots ready to be cultivated and to bring forth fruit. After seeing all this in her vision, she saw it reflected also in the most holy soul of Christ, where the whole fabric of divine teachings originated. Thereupon the celestial princess entered into conference with her Lord concerning the practical application of these articles of faith to her life. He informed her that she was to be the first one who should, in a singular and most perfect manner, believe and practically exhibit each of the articles of divine faith. In regard to the first of those seven articles that pertain to the divinity, she understood that there is but one true God, independent, necessary, infinite, immense in his attributes and perfections, unchangeable and eternal. She understood, also, how just and necessary it is for creatures to believe and confess this truth. She gave thanks for the revelation of this first article and begged her Most Holy Son to continue to favor the human race by conferring upon men the grace of believing and accepting this truth. By this infallible though obscure light, she saw the wickedness of idolatry and wept with indescribable sorrow and bitterness over such aberration." In reparation, she ardently exercised herself in faith and worship of God, and performed many other acts inspired by her intimate sense of this obligation. 99. Then, proceeding to the second article that God is the Father, she learned how it was to lead on men to the belief of the Trinity and other doctrines which explain the three persons in one God, and how men are to come to the full knowledge of their last end its proper attainment and enjoyment. She understood how the person of the Father could not be born or proceed from the others, and how he is, as it were, the origin of all else. Hence, she clearly saw how he created heaven and earth and all creatures, and how he is without being, and at the same time the beginning of all things. For this truth our Heavenly Lady gave thanks, and in the name of the whole human race began to shape her actions in correspondence with this new knowledge. The third article, that there is a Son, the Mother of Grace, believed with particular clearness of comprehension, especially as regards the processions of the deity ad intra. The first and most important of these acts ad intra is none other than the eternal generation of the Son. This takes place from all eternity by the operation of the divine intellect through which the Son is engendered of the Father, being not inferior but equal in divinity, eternity, and infinite attributes. She believed and comprehended also in the fourth article that there is a Holy Ghost, the third person proceeding from the Father and the Son, as from one principle by an act of the will, equal to the other persons in all things, and having only these personal distinctions, which result from the emanations and processions of the infinite intellect and will. Although concerning these mysteries Most Holy Mary possessed the knowledge, which she had already attained in her former visions, it was supplemented in this vision by the knowledge of the circumstance and qualifications attached to these truths and articles of the Catholic faith, and by the discernment of the heresies, which Lucifer concocted and sowed in opposition to these articles, ever since he fell from heaven and knew of the incarnation of the Word. In satisfaction for all these errors, the Most Blessed Lady excited acts of supreme faith in the manner already described. One Hundred Also, the fifth article, that the Lord is the Creator, most holy Mary believed and understood. She perceived that the creation of all things, though it is attributed to the Father, is common to the three persons, in as far as they are only one God, infinite, omnipotent, and the first cause of the existence and preservation of all creatures. That no other being has the power to create or produce out of nothing, any other being, even if there were question of an angel creating the lowest worm, for only he who is independent of any inferior or superior cause can create. She understood the necessity of this article of the holy faith for counteracting the errors of Lucifer in order that God might be known and acknowledged as the author of all things. In the sixth article, she understood anew all the mysteries of the predestination, vocation, and final justification— How the reprobate, because they did not profit by the means offered to them by divine mercy, lose eternal happiness. The most faithful lady perceived how the work of salvation is common to the three persons, and how it pertains especially to the word, in as far as he is man. Because he was to be the price of the rescue which would be accepted by God in satisfaction for original and actual sins. The great queen took notice of all the sacraments and mysteries accepted and believed by the holy church, and she accompanied the understanding of each of them with heroic acts of many virtues. In the seventh article, which contains the doctrine of God's activity in bringing about the eternal happiness of man, she understood all that pertains to the eternal felicity of mortal creatures in the fruition of the beatific vision how important it is for them to believe in this truth in order to attain eternal happiness, and how they should consider themselves not a progeny on this earth, but citizens of heaven, who are only making a pilgrimage, and ought, therefore, be much consoled in this faith and hope of heaven. One o one. Of the seven articles which pertain to the divine humanity, Our great queen had a similar knowledge yet accompanied by new affections of her purest and humblest heart, that he was conceived as man by the operation of the Holy Ghost she had experienced in herself, and she knew that this would be an article of the Holy Faith. Indescribable that he was conceived as man by the operation of the Holy Ghost she had experienced in herself, and she knew that this would be an article of the Holy Faith. Indescribable were the effects which this knowledge wrought in the most prudent lady, She humbled herself below the most insignificant of creatures and to the very dust of the earth. She was profoundly penetrated by the consciousness of having been created out of nothing. She completed the deep trenches and built the strong foundations of humility upon which the Almighty was to erect the high, an exquisite edifice of the infused science and exalted perfection. She extolled the Almighty and gave thanks to him for herself and for the whole human race because he had chosen such an excellent way of drawing toward him the hearts of men, by his human presence, and by the intimate relations established with them by the Christian faith. The same effects were produced in her by the second of these articles, that Christ our Lord was born of Mary, a virgin. She had full understanding of the mysteries contained in this dogma, that she was the one chosen by God to retain intact her virginity, And yet she also selected among all creatures as the mother of the Lord, that as well the Almighty as she herself should share in the dignity and excellence of such divine handiwork, and that the Holy Church should believe and hold such a doctrine as one of her certain tenets. Enraptured by the consideration of these and many other truths, the Heavenly Lady excited within herself such acts of exalted virtue as cannot be expressed by any human terms. She spent herself in returning a full measure of praise, worship, and thankful acknowledgement for each of them, humbling herself in proportion as she was exalted and annihilating herself to the dust. 102. The third of these articles is that Christ our Lord underwent suffering and death, the fourth, that he descended into hell and freed the souls of the just who were in limbo awaiting his coming. The fifth, that he rose from the dead. The sixth, that he ascended into heaven and a seated at the right hand of the Eternal Father. The seventh, that thence he is to come to judge the living and the dead in the general judgment, in order to give to each according to his works. These truths, just as the others, the Most Holy Mary believed and understood profoundly as well in themselves as in regard to the order, sequence, and necessity with which they are to be held and believed by mortals. She alone made up for the faults of those who have not or will not believe in these truths, and for the deficiencies caused by our slowness in believing them, and by our want of proper esteem, veneration, and thankfulness due to these divine teachings. The whole Church calls our Queen most fortunate and blessed, Not only because she gave belief to the messenger of heaven, Luke 1.45, but because she unswervingly trusted in the fulfillment of the mysteries wrought and accomplished in her virginal womb, and she believed them both for herself and for all the children of Adam. She was the champion of the divine faith who, in the sight of the heavenly court, unfurled the banner of holy faith to the faithful on earth. She was the first queen of the Catholic faith in this world, and was to have no equal. In her all Catholics have a true mother, and on this account those that call upon her are especially her children. For without a doubt this kind mother and commanderess of the Catholic faith looks with a special love upon those who follow her in this great virtue of faith and who exert themselves in its spread and defense. 103. My discourse would be too prolix if I were to say all that I have learned of the faith of our great lady, of all her penetration to the circumstances and secrets of these articles of faith, and into all the truths connected with these Catholic doctrines. Certainly I have not words enough to rehearse the mysteries revealed to her in her conferences with her Divine Teacher, Jesus, in her humble and prudent inquiries, in the answer of her most sweet Son, in the profound secrets laid bare before her eyes, and in the sacraments manifest only to Mother and Son, Moreover, I was informed that it was not proper to reveal all of them to men in this mortal life. But in most holy Mary, the whole of this new and divine testament was deposited, and she alone preserved it most faithfully, in order that she might in proper time dispense whatever the necessities of the holy church might demand. O oh, most fortunate and happy mother! For if a wise son is the delight of his father, Proverbs ten one, who can describe the joy of this great queen? when she saw the glory resulting to the Eternal Father through the work of His Only Begotten, who was also her Son, and when she fully penetrated the vast mysteries contained in the doctrines of the holy Catholic faith. Instructions given me by the Heavenly Lady, Most Holy Mary. 104. My daughter, mortal mind is not capable of comprehending what I have made to feel, through the infused knowledge and faith of the articles established by my Most Holy Son, as those of the Holy Church, and what were the effects wrought thereby upon my faculties? Necessarily, therefore, thy words fail thee in seeking to declare what thou hast understood concerning them. For all the concepts of the mind fall short of comprehending and expressing these mysteries. But what I desire and command is this, that thou preserve, with all reverence and solicitude, the precious knowledge and understanding of these venerable sacraments. For as mother, I remind and warn thee of the cruel and cunning efforts of thy enemies to rob thee of them. Be thou ever on thy guard, that they may find thee full of strength, and that thy domestics, which are the faculties of the body and mind, be clothed with the double vestments of the interior and exterior watchfulness, in order to be able to resist the onslaught of their temptation. Proverbs 31.17 The powerful arms for battling against those who make war on thee must be the doctrines of the Catholic faith. Romans one seventeen, For the firm belief in them and the continual exercise of them, the incessant meditation and remembrance of them, illumine the souls, drives away errors, disclose the deceits of Satan, and disperse his falsehoods, just as the rays of the sun dispel the dark clouds. Moreover, all these exercises serve as substantial nourishment of the spirit to strengthen the soul for the battles of the Lord, 105. If the faithful do not feel these and even more wonderful effects of faith, it is not because faith has not the strength and efficacy to produce them, but it is because some of the faithful are so forgetting and negligent, while others give themselves up so much to a carnal and bestial life, and thereby counteract the blessings of the faith. They think so rarely of it that they might as well not have received it at all as they live like the infidels who have never enjoyed its advantages, and as they gradually become conscious of their unhappy infidelity, they fall into greater wickedness than the unbelievers. For such is the result of their abominable ingratitude and contempt for this exalted and sovereign gift. I ask of thee, my dearest daughter, that thou give thanks for the blessings of holy faith, with profound humility and fervent love, that thou practice it with unceasing and heroic acts, that thou continually meditate on its mysteries. Thus shalt thou enjoy without hindrance its sweet and godlike effects. The more vivid and penetrating thy knowledge of the mysteries of faith, so much the greater and more powerful will be its effects upon thee. If thou concurrest with proper diligence, thou wilt grow in the understanding of the exalted and wonderful mysteries and sacraments pertaining to the essence of the triune God. To the hypostatical union of the divine and human nature, to the life, death, and resurrection of my Most Holy Son, and to the other activities of the God-man, thus wilt thou taste of his sweetness and gather plentiful fruits of peace and of eternal life. This concludes our reading today for day number 191. We've been reading from volume 3, book 5, chapter 9, paragraphs 96 to 105. In today's reading, we really hear how Mary came to a belief in what we would call the Apostles' Creed, that we heard about God, the Creator— in the very beginning of creation and then we heard about jesus being born of the virgin and how she was given knowledge of that that she was the virgin chosen by the father that he would die and rise from the dead i think one of the things we heard in the very beginning is important to draw out because remember venerable maria of agrada lived in the 1600s she's writing in the 17th century This is a hundred or so plus years after the Protestant Reformation, and here she's writing, Thus wisely provided with a firm foundation in her articles of faith, the evangelical church is invincibly established as the only true one, the Roman Catholic Church. She is one in the unity of faith, hope, and charity to be found only in her, one without the division or contradiction which reigns in the synagogues of Satan. The sects and heresies are full of darkness and errors and are at war not only with each other and with right reason. And it goes on. But if we truly acknowledge what we believe as Catholics, and she gets at it, that this is the true church. And so anyone who reformed the church, anyone who is outside of the church, well, then there's great concern there. They're living outside of the sacraments. They're living outside of the bark of Peter. And she's addressing that here. And maybe you have family members that have drifted away from the church. And so it's important for us to pray for them, that they might come back to the full knowledge Of our Catholic faith. The church is our vehicle to salvation. And there were a few times in our reading today that this was brought forward. And how men are to come to the full knowledge of their last end, its proper attainment and enjoyment. Well, what is that last end? That's the kingdom of heaven. That's life with God forever. That's seeing the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in all of their glory in eternity. We want to attain eternal happiness. And Maria Vagrada is pointing that out to us. She's reminding us of it. And of course, the instruction of Our Lady emphasizes that as well.